the blast from our past network. Lock your doors, close your windows, turn out your lights, for chills and thrills await you. It's time for Podcasting After Dark with your hosts, Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer. Stay with a friend, say your prayers as grisly ghouls close in to seal your doom. And enjoy this bonus episode of Podcasting After Dark. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcasting After Dark. I am Corey. I am flying solo on this episode because I am doing another video game review for you guys. And uh, this time I will be talking about 2013's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre by Gun Media. Woo! (laughs) I don't know why Ric Flair came out of me, but he did. Um, All right, guys and gals, uh, just a little backstory real quick. I played the hell out of Friday the 13th, the video game, for, ah, shoot, I guess like, I don't know, three years straight, four years straight. I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll, you know, still pop it in. Uh, There's still people out there playing it. I think the the servers are down, but they use like um, local servers, like basically the, the person hosting the game. Uh, I don't know how all that works, um, but it's still kind of chugging along, barely. Um, obviously, uh, why I bring that up is because Gun Media, they did the Friday 13th game. They also are doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game, or they did, you know, they're currently working on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Uh, it's out, but they are still supporting it. It's it's alive and well unlike the Friday 13th game, but if you have any familiarity with the Friday 13th game, I think, you know, I need to make these comparisons. I I need to sort of line these two games up um, and talk about sort of what's different about it, uh, because there are a lot of differences with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Uh, It's not a one-to-one, like, reskin you know, and just putting Leatherface on Jason Voorhees. They've done a lot of cool stuff, and this game does feel like the natural evolution of what they were trying to accomplish in Friday the 13th. Um, so if you did play Friday the 13th, you know that it's just Jason. One person is Jason. And then everyone else are playing as camp counselors. So it's 1VX. And, you know, that works for Friday the 13th, obviously, uh, because that's what the story is. But those of you that are familiar with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre stories, you know that, yes, Leatherface is central, but he's not, you know, the the only character, the only antagonist in the movies. Uh, You also have Hitchhiker, you also have Cook, uh, especially in the first movie, um, Chop Top and everything uh, in the second one. Um, So Leatherface was never quite like a solo killer, um, so they, you know, Gun Media decided to include that into the game. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre is actually a 3v4 game. So you have three people are playing as part of the family, and four people are playing as the victims. Um, you need everyone to play. So a game won't start, you know, with with not everyone filled in, and the game doesn't use bots either. So 
Uh, I've never really had that much problem finding games, you know, so uh, it's it's pretty active. A lot of people are playing right now, especially since the game's still, you know, kind of a few months new. Um, so I've never had too hard of a time finding a game, which is really nice. And that, you know, when I play either as victims or if I play as um, the family. Now, a little caveat here. If you are playing with four people like in a party, you can't play as the family. Uh, you can only play as the family if you are uh, three or less. So if there's two of you in a party, you know it'll match you with somebody you know solo. If it's just you, they'll match you with two other people. But you can't be you know communicating with with the victims if you're playing as the family member. So it's kind of weird. My my friend groups that I play with on Saturday nights, um, it's like my high school buddies. Uh, Luke, Xer, and Jason, and we don't always have all four of us on at the same time. So if it's just three of us, we can play as, you know, the family, but if it's all four of us, then we'll probably have to, you know, either play call of duty or we'll play as the victims. Um, but this has been kind of my, my main Saturday night game with the boys. Um, I'll start off by saying two things that really make this stand out from Friday the 13th, the video game right out of the gate, the graphics are so much better than Friday the 13th. I mean, even when Friday the 13th came out on the PS4, my God, it almost looked like early PS4 graphics, late PS3 graphics. They, they were not good at all. But, I mean, a lot of we all love the game that we kind of gave it a pass, you know? Um, this, the graphics look spectacular. The character models are fantastic. The environments are are awesome, if not limited. I'll get to that in a second. Um, the other thing that I really like about this is that it's technically a prequel story to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, it follows. There's actually a kind of a story. I mean, not not really, but there sort of is if you understand what's happening. So um, Anna. Uh, one of the characters, one of the quote-unquote victims that you can play as, her and her friends are searching for her missing sister who went missing around the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house, you know, area and everything. And they kind of get caught into this whole, you know, horror, horror of it all. Um, but because of that, I feel that the victims are a bit more fleshed out in their personality and looks than the counselors ever were in Friday the 13th. And I really like that, and it really helps me sort of connect to the characters. Um, real quick, I'll just kind of lay it out who they are, um, but I'll kind of circle back around when I talk about gameplay and everything. Um, you have Connie, Leland, Anna, Sonny, and Julie. And whoever you don't pick there will be a cutscene of that person getting killed. Because you notice there's there's five characters you can choose from, but only four can be played. So say if someone doesn't pick Anna, then you're going to see her in the cutscene at the beginning, you know, getting killed by Leatherface and everything. Another big difference from the uh, uh, Friday 13th game is that the, the, the maps are kind of... They're set up a bit different. Um, they're a bit more complicated... They're, they're not open, like open paths to everything, kind of like you could in, in the Friday 13th game. This one is much more you have to sort of unlock paths to get out and whatnot. And, uh, and, and I'm trying to find a way to explain this. So say, you know, there's three. All right. First off, there's three stages. There is the slaughterhouse. 
the family house, and the gas station. Um, seems kind of limited, but know that each stage has multiple times of day that you could play as. You could play as dawn, evening, nighttime, daytime, rain, not rain. So that that's kind of fun. But at first, you're like, oh, there's only three stages. That seems kind of, you know, that's sort of limiting. But once you realize that the biggest like sort of, you know, a, a hurdle to overcome in this game is memorizing the stages and how to maneuver through them. I think you kind of are happy that there's only three at first because it forces you to sort of understand them because there's so many different paths. There's so many ways that you also can't go. So like, even though like you're in the slaughterhouse and you can kind of see this backyard area, you can't just like hop the fence and get there. You have to unlock a door, go through a pathway and come out on the other side. And if you don't really know that way, if you don't know how to do it, it's kind of that that's where the difficulty arises. So that's a big difference from Friday the 13th where you know the, the the it was just kind of a camp with a bunch of, you know, uh, cabins all around and you know Freddy or Freddy Friday 13th, Jason. Jason can teleport around the map and everything. And it was just very wide open. This, even though it's very like outdoors, it feels very narrow. And that is sometimes a good thing and sometimes a bad thing, depending on, you know, what, how you look at it. Um, of course, each character has skills that you can unlock, uh, you know, progressions, you know, skill tree, attributes you can, you know, put points into and all that kind of stuff to beef up your character you can beef up you know, if you're a victim you can beef up their stealth you can beef up how proficient they are with unlocking doors and things like that and everything you do around and even little things unlocking doors cutting down you know noise chimes uh they're made out of bones you can cut them down uh that you know gives you a little bit of xp and everything like that but of course you know you get more xp if you're going to escape and whatnot um, everyone has all the victims like have their own special abilities. They have one special ability. So for example, Connie, she can unlock things faster, but it eats up into her stamina. It has a slow cooldown, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Julie, she can sort of run without making noise because noise becomes a huge factor in this game. So every character has their own, you know, one special ability that you kind of have to hit to unlock or use. And then they have some other passive stuff that you can unlock and, you know, put attributes in and everything. Um, so you have your, your progressions, you're leveling up to give you a reason to go back and play different characters. And, you know, you can respect them and, and, you know, make different loadouts and you know i'm sure they'll add uh the ability to create different loadouts but right now if you're going to respec a character you're kind of going to be stuck with that one i do hope that they add like you know you to be able to have like sort of different loadouts for that character you know so we'll kind of get into to gameplay here um, and I'll probably still touch on things uh, around the environment and the locations uh, as I talk about gameplay. But uh, it basically boils down to two different factions. You have the victims and you have the family. So victims, I'll just since I was already start, you know started talking about them, I'll sort of keep going with that. Um, Connie, Leland, Anna, Sonny, and Julie, they all have their different abilities. So when you start a match, all four of you, no matter what location it is, every single location has a basement to it. 
you all start in the basement with the doors locked and Leatherface in the basement with you. So at the start of the game, it's kind of 4v1. Leatherface is running around the place, you know, trying to hunt people down. You are trying to find a tool to unlock the doors to get out of there. Each character can only hold two items at a time. You can hold a bone shiv, which you can use to shiving members of the family, uh, sort of locking hand-to-hand combat with enemies, uh, with the family members that aren't Leatherface. You can't do this with Leatherface. Um, and then you can cut down bone chimes, which make noise, which indicate where you are that, you know, the, the family members can see that. Um, or you can hold medicine that can heal you. And like I said, a tool can unlock doors and everything. So you can only hold two of those three. Um, I always recommend finding a tool right away because uh, you're going to most things are going to require the tool to unlock. Um, you're going to have to unlock, uh, you know, doors. You're going to have to unlock. And by that, I mean downstairs doors to get up to the main house and then kind of gates and getting out with and everything like that. So the victim's main job, obviously, is to escape. You have to get past Leatherface. You have to get upstairs and then once upstairs, you have to get around all the family members who are hunting you. Now, you can use crawl spaces to kind of slide through that Leatherface can't use. But then Hitchhiker and Sissy on the family can do it. Uh, you can also use little sets like sort of vertical crawl spaces. You can also use crawl spaces that require you to get on your hands and knees to move through. You can lock doors. Uh, Leatherface can destroy doors. He can uh, destroy the hands and knee crawl spaces, but not the ones where you require to slide through sort of standing up, but he can also attack you through there with his chainsaw. Um, like I said, Sissy and uh, Hitchhiker can actually move through them to chase after you. Johnny and Cook and Leatherface cannot, so they have to sort of go around. So there's all kinds of balancing stuff. But um, as the victims, once you get upstairs, you have m multiple things you can do to escape. Um, you can escape down the road, but that requires you to turn off the generator that's electrifying the ground, like right by the exit, usually right by the gate. You have to, so you have to disable the generator. Uh, things like things, you know, like that, like the generator, are not always in the same place every time, but they're not completely random. So you kind of, after a while, have an idea of where they are and you can kind of be like okay if it's not here it's it's over there uh, but you can't you know exit with through there without destroying the generator first and of course the family can turn the generator back on and once you turn the electrified fence off you have to then unlock the fence and then run out you know all this in time that the the family is chasing after you and everything um there's also a fuse that you can grab upstairs um and and you grab the fuse put it in the fuse box, do a little mini game, and that actually unlocks a door in the basement, um, but it's timed, so you have to kind of get there quickly or communicate with other people, like, hey, I'm unlocking this one in the basement, get ready to go for it, yada, yada, yada. Um, you also have like another pressure valve gate that if you turn it on, it has a timer counting it down, which gives the family members time to go and, and shut it down, and then if they don't do it in time, you can go out, you know, that gate, that exit. Um, so there's there's kind of a variety there. And with the victims, it's helpful 
to communicate with others, but it's not necessary. If I were playing solo, I would be more inclined to play as a victim because the family members really, really need to communicate with each other more so than I think the victims do. But for the most part, I have an absolute blast playing as the victims. Um, I think it's fun. You know, they, they don't, there's not much in the way of offense that they can do. Although Leland, his special ability is like the shoulder charge. You can knock people over. I didn't really put a lot of points into strength because I don't really fight a lot of the family members. I don't, even if you do, it doesn't like, it's not like it kills them or anything. You just lose your bone shiv and then you have to kind of run away. So I put all of my attributes into stealth, um, into like your abilities or, or into your abilities, sort of like unlock things and make it faster and whatnot. I think that works better. Um, but as a first time player, even if you're by yourself, I would actually recommend playing as the family because you get to learn the stages without all the stress of of being worried about you know am i being found am i you know is someone gonna see me and by the way when you're playing as a victim you know when when one of the family members is near you because your screen starts going yellow and then it starts going red and then you know you know that they're like sort of honing in on you and everything and then you have to kind of run and hide and just just escape because you're just you're you're just a piece of meat basically and there's also the added stress of when you're a victim, there's there's sort of a time limit to it where you have a stamina bar and you also have like a bleed out bar. So all the damage you take uh, when your bleed out bar is still up, you can replenish, you know, with medicine and everything. But over time, the bleed out bar counts down. And once it gets to zero, um, you, you, you're, it's going to, no matter what, medicine you do or health it's you're going to bleed out eventually so it's kind of the time frame it's kind of pushing you you know forward there is no time to the matches but there sort of is in that regard another thing that you can do when you're upstairs as a victim um, you can fall back into the basement you can kind of get away from the family members by jumping into wells and landing in the basement now this will hurt you so, you know, it's a it's a trade-off. If you need to get away, you can do that, but it could kill you if you don't have much health left. Uh, you always get one recovery when your health gets down to zero. You get one recovery to sort of get up, and you have a little bit of health left, and you can grab some medicine and stuff like that. But after that, you're, you don't have any more recoveries left. So you kind of have to use those well falls uh, sparingly. Um, but they do come in handy when someone's chasing you down and you see that well and you just go hop right over. Uh, and, but I, one time, I'm not going to lie to you. One time I landed in the well down in the basement, right next to Leatherface. I mean, he, I, I don't know what the, the player was thinking, but he must've been like, Oh my God, this person literally fell from the sky. I felt on him, like almost on top of him. And he just chainsawed my back because <laughs> you're you're kind of on your stomach for a second as you recover and everything but uh for the most part i found that a lot of times once the basement doors are open and everyone is scrambling up top a lot of the family members don't go back down into the basement they're all trying to cover upstairs so let's get into the family members you have leatherface cook hitchhiker johnny and sissy first and foremost one person 
always has to play as Leatherface. Uh, it doesn't auto-assign you, but somebody has to select it, and if no one does, and the, the, the match counter, you know, start the match's timing down, it'll restart. So someone always has to play as Leatherface, and they will always start in the basement with the victims. So if you go against a, a real high-level Leatherface, boy, I've had some matches where we didn't even make it out of the damn basement. He just ran through and you know, gutted us all, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's awesome. The death animations are really cool. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, you know, all the other family members have, have abilities. Cook you know, has this hearing ability. Hitchhiker can set traps. Johnny can follow your footprints and sissy. Well, so hitchhikers traps are kind of like uh, bone traps that, that will stick you in place for a second, kind of like Jason's, uh, bear traps in the Friday 13th game. Uh, but, Unlike Jason, Hitchhiker can actually pick them up, or he can also reset them. Um, Sissy does kind of like a, uh, a toxic trap thing where she can tra trap something with like a toxic spray. And if you open the box, the toolbox or whatever, you know, you'll get all misted. And it's kind of like Muda's green mist. Um, and it, it's cool. I, I like her. Actually, I like all the family members. And Johnny and Sissy are new to the story. They added them, uh, considering this is supposed to be a, a prequel. Who knows? Maybe they, you know, they died or something. Or uh, Sissy, um, her backstory is she was a part of the Manson family and and whatnot. So it's really cool. One of the things um, that another like aspect of the game is Grandpa is always around. He's sitting in his chair on every map. Uh, the family members have to feed him blood that they can either pick up blood around the map in these like blood buckets, or if they kill somebody, it, like it fills their blood meter completely. Every time you upgrade grandpa, um, he does this like yell thing where he can see if, if a victim is moving, you'll see them on the map. So as a victim, you have to stop moving when you help, when you hear, grandpa yelling and of course like if you're in a bad spot if a family member is near you and you have to stop moving you like you have to decide like is it better for me to run is the family member gonna maybe not see me like if you're in tall grass or something um the game really utilizes like the environments the grass is super tall i've had family members you know run past me if you're not really looking for a person uh in the shadows and stuff like that um now victims they can actually use a shiv to stab grandpa, which is actually a lot of fun. It will reduce his level, like his his level by one. Because uh, when you max him out, you're pretty much fucked as a victim. Uh, he kind of, he will see you no matter what, if you're moving or not. And it's just, it's just sucks when grandpa's maxed out. So, you know, the family, it's, it's in the best interest of the family to kind of max out grandpa. The fun part, obviously, is the kills. You know, Jason had, you know, a few kills to choose from and everything, uh, or actually has, he had a lot more to choose from from the out, outset in the Friday 13th game. Here, when you start Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, each killer, each family member only has two executions. Uh, right out of the gate, they have an execution pack that you can buy. It was like six bucks uh, to add one new kill to each of the characters. Um, that's I, I bought it because I was like, sure, why not? Especially since I think the game was only 40 bucks anyway. So I was like, all right, fine, whatever. I know some people have a problem with it, but I was like, okay, fine. Uh, the kills are pretty cinematic. 
They're they're a little bit a smidge more elaborate than the Jason Voorhees ones. Um, like you know, Leatherface will like slice you in the back, knock you down to your you know your hands and your knees. Then you like shove your fucking eyeballs like your face down onto his chainsaw. It's it's really cool. You know the Hitcher has has awesome ones. They all have really cool ones. Honestly, I like all of the fatalities i i think that's one of the main things that makes you obviously you know you keep coming back for more other like sort of unlocks you can do for victims you can unlock a bunch of different costumes although they're more like you know different shaders and different colors they're not like a new outfit for the person it's just like different colors of the main outfit and i hope in the future maybe we get some more cosmetic options um you know or new characters or something i don't know honestly i don't really know how they're gonna roll out uh new stuff obviously you can you know you can add chop top to it but i don't know like how much of it they want to try to you know, stay solidified in this, you know, prequel sort of thing. Like, as it stands right now, I like how sort of small it is. Like I said, you kind of feel more connected to the victims, you know, because they're all a part of one group. They're all sort of a friend group looking for their friend and everything. I, I like that. I think that's really cool. And that's something that, you know, Friday 13th didn't really have, um, it, you know, because it's sort of every map was sort of just, eh, it's, we're having a good time. Whatever. It didn't matter. I like how there's a bit more focus here. I like how the there's a bit more focus on play style as well. Like I said, I think it's a bit easier to play solo as victims, but boy, oh boy, you really need to communicate with the family members, especially since a lot of the the maps being sort of, I don't want to say hard to navigate, but the, the maps being sort of broken up and, and not sort of direct paths to different areas, that's kind of there to hinder the family members and kind of give the victims a fighting chance because unlike the Friday 13th game, there is no like shotgun to knock Jason down. There is no way to kill any of the family members through an elaborate way like there was with Tommy Jarvis and knocking Jason's mask off and everything. There's no way to do that. The victims feel a lot more helpless than the counselors in Friday 13th, but not like completely helpless. Um, you're definitely hiding more, I'd say. But, you know, so as far as my thoughts go, comparing this to Friday 13th, and also you should, it should also be compared to Dead Bay Daylight. Uh, my brother-in-law has been wanting me to play that for a while. And I, I, you know, I dabble with it whenever I go to his house and, and check it out. And, and it looks neat. But for me, what's the what's keeping me back from Dead by Daylight is the story. I do I'm, I do not dig on this whole like I don't know this entity is you know grabbing up these serial killers and and doing I don't dig that I don't like it I don't understand it for me I have to sort of be grounded in the world I have to to be into like what's happening you know the 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 mythos of the world and everything. And for me, Friday 13th was, was the pinnacle. I love Jason. I love Jason more than Leatherface. Um, that one probably will always have more legs for me just because Jason's always been my favorite slasher. 
Um, but I like the environment. I like what they're what Gun Media is doing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, making it a prequel. You know, making these characters feel connected, you know, not just the the family members, but the victims as well. I really dig that, and for me, that's that's what makes it stand out. Um, I know that Dead Dead by Daylight is like the Fortnite of horror, you know, movies, and in the gameplay in that, I think is cool. I actually enjoy it. I just kind of don't want to be playing as Ghostface, or, or even worse. How about this? I watched him play as the Xenomorph because they just released that from Alien, and you know he's playing it. He's, he's the Xenomorph on the Haddonfield stage, and I'm just like I'm watching. And I'm like, what am I? What am I looking at here? You know what I mean? And I just, I just don't. Dead by Daylight. I just can't get into it. I just can't. I want to. I really do. But this, this is cool. I like this. I, I'll probably, I'll, I will keep playing it with my friends on Saturday nights. Um, if you like asymmetric multiplayer games, I think you should give it a shot. You know, especially if you're a horror fan, especially, especially if you're a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. But if you go in expecting it to be a one-to-one, you know, Jason Vore, like Friday the 13th, just reskin, it's not. And that's a good thing. I think because a lot of the stuff they did in this, I, I think they're growing from what they learned with Friday the 13th. And I also don't think there's a they're going to lose the, the license like they did with Friday the 13th with Ch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think I think that's a bit more secure, uh, which is which is nice because there was some cool shit that they were going to do with Friday the 13th. There's going to be a Jason X stage and, and a Jason X skin and. As someone whose Jason X is my favorite Friday 13th movie, I was, man, that was a bummer that we weren't going to get that. But I hope we get some some cool stuff with uh, Tex Chainsaw Massacre. You know, I mean, they could bring in, like, all kinds of different versions of Leatherface, you know, into it. You know, you could have the, the remake version. You could have the whatever, you know. And as it stands, he probably has the most different skins because he's got his main one he's got his pretty lady one you know and he's got uh, uh one more i forgot what it was but he he's the one that has the most different looking skins everyone else is kind of just like it's the same outfit just different colors or patterns or something like that um but looking over my notes i, I mean i think that pretty much covers it it's one of those games where it's it's you know it's easy to sort of figure out how it's going to play out, but the hardest thing to get over is learning the stages and learning the maps, and you just got to do that by playing because it doesn't have bots. There's no bot option for you to kind of go in and do a private match and just kind of make your way around. So in that regard, you kind of get thrown into the deep end, but I would suggest starting out with one of the family members, and even if you're not going to communicate with somebody, just start out with as one of the family members, maybe even Leatherface. He's not that hard to play. Um, you do have to make sure you, you rev his chainsaw. That's something I always sort of forget when I first started playing with him. But after that, he's he's kind of easy to move around and everything. Uh, the other the other, the other uh, family members have a bit more finesse to them. Um, but if you're if you're a first time player. I'd recommend starting out as Leatherface. Eh, don't worry about what happens. Who cares? Just go in and learn the map. Have fun. And I think you'll find that there's a lot of fun to be had here. So it's spooky season. You know, I recommend the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game by Gun Media, especially if you're a fan of the Friday 13th game. Check it out. 
It's, uh, I don't think uh, it's that expensive, so I think you can have fun with it. So I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this <laughs> this video game review. Um, I'm not uh, not currently playing anything else right now. Uh, I did one on the Aliens, uh, all the Aliens game I've been playing, the Dark Descent and everything. So uh, I don't really have any new games that I'm playing right now. So you kind you guys have kind of heard <laughs> all my reviews up to this point. So maybe there'll be something coming out uh, next year that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, I'm a gamer. I'm always gaming if I'm not watching some some movies. So. I'm sure I'll do another review, uh, or maybe if they add something to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'll do a little follow-up on that. But I hope you guys dig these. And uh, yeah, if you want to support Podcasting After Dark, head on over to podcastingafterdark.com, and you can find links to our Patreon page. You can find links to our merch store, um, all our podcasts catchers you know spotify apple podcast all that kind of stuff um you know you can uh, support us by joining patreon zach and i are doing the carpenter factor over there once a month we're actually getting near the end of that um, but we also have wrap up after dark um you can uh the highest tier over there you can pick a movie for us to review we have uh, we've had a lot of people do that that's been a lot of fun um, but yeah, all those links, you know, can be found on podcastingafterdark.com. That's podcastingafterdark.com. And, uh, as always, we'll catch you on the dark side. Be sure to subscribe to Podcasting After Dark and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Support Podcasting After Dark on Patreon. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcasting After Dark. And visit us next time for another installment of Podcasting After Dark with Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer. Podcasting After Dark.